Welcome to the Real Wealth Podcast channel. I'm Nick Stewart, CEO and financial advisor at Stewart Group. Financial planning isn't boring. It can be exciting, dynamic, and fun. And we make sure to bring that energy into the equation, one podcast at a time. To get updates on our latest podcast episodes, hit the follow button on our SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, and we look forward to seeing you there. With me today, I've got Trudy Vossen. Trudy is a seven-year veteran at Stewart Group. I like the way you use veteran, like I've been in a war or something. <laughs> but yeah, I have been here seven years, which is amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. been a fan- fantastic time. Oh, we love having you here. Oh, thank you, Nick. And um, look, on the Real Wealth Show today, um, we are going to be covering lifestyle comparisons being pointless in debt land. Yeah, and, and I mean, this is the question. I mean, the, the danger of comparison and competition um, and, and what does that really mean? I mean, h- how would you explain it, Nick? Well, look, competitiveness and competition can be good. Uh, it's driven mankind to achieve what we've done on the planet. Um, but And it can drive us further. It can lead us to do better things. I mean, that's what capitalism is about. That's what we why we invest in one another and we invest in ideas and we get ahead. But comparison isn't competition. Now, comparison isn't as helpful. Looking around us and beside us to see what others are doing or what others are buying, what lifestyles they lead, you know, Instagram, mm. Facebook, etc. We've all seen that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know I know exactly what you mean. It can actually be quite a depressing sight looking at Instagram thinking, God, why haven't I got that? But why is it important that we talk about this in New Zealand? Well, we've been spending more than we earn as a country for an incredibly long period of time. So when I looked at the metrics, and they're not easy to find, um, but I did write an article back in about 2005, 2006. Boy, that's quite some time ago now. <laughs> but you would have been a child. Oh, just a, just, just a young man. And in fact, I had only just got married and had no children. So, wow. uh, But um, look, it's about 1992 that we... That's how long ago it's been since we were saving. Now, that means that... So, if you know, if we earn it, if we... Earn a hundred dollars at the moment, like this current year, it's believed we're spending a dollar one, so one dollar over the hundred dollars. Wow, it peaked in about 2005 2006 prior to the GFC at around 12 and a half cents, so 12 dollars 50 over the hundred dollars that we were earning, and um, you know, that's uh, that's just unsustainable. So, in essence, lining up against what we're not doing or what we're not buying isn't good. And letting actions of others determine our feelings, our emotions isn't sensible, especially when it comes to money. As a country, uh, we have a very lowly indebted government, but our household sector, so you and I as citizens on average, the average human being in this country, average Kiwi, we spend more than we earn and we have been spending more than we earned for decades. Mm, not good. No, not good. Um, you know, you look at the kind of um, frugal um, Japanese society and Germans yeah. uh, are very, very good at spending less than they earn. Yes. We, I believe it's about 1992 was the last time that we were net savers. So we've been spending more. So if we earn, um, you know, $100 each, we've been spending over the last year about a dollar one. Yeah. So there will be those that are spending 
90 cents, sorry, 90 cents in a dollar or $90 of the hundred and putting away 10%. But then there'll be others on the flip side that are spending way, 20, yeah, way, way more. They're spending $20 more than $100. And that, so look, it, it started creeping up around that kind of um, mid-1990s. It really peaked and surged uh, at, I understand, about we were spending about 12.5% more than we were earning in about 2005. And in the last year, it's believed we're spending 1% more than we earn. So it's dropped, but it's still yes. not great. Yeah, it? yeah, it's still not great. But that's where you look at it and you go, so think about like the dairy sector, the agri sector, all the business sector. You're spreading all that debt, mm. including what we spend on, you know, buying homes and batches and credit finance and things, it's spreading that whole lot over the citizens and saying, what do we earn? What do yes. we spend? So effectively, we have been spending more than we earn and borrowing to, you know, borrowing to fund that deficit. And borrowing to sustain that lifestyle and a lot of that comes back to that, well, we're comparing how we live with others. Yes, correct. Constantly. Yep. If they've got it, I need to have it. Yeah, exactly. So look, according to the Commission for Financial Capability, only 38% of the age group 50 through 65 are mortgage-free, which says that a number of people are entering retirement um, with freehold homes has actually been declining for two decades, and there mm. is no sign of turnaround. I mean, like, you know, the trajectory, it is linear. Like, it is a straight line. It's, yeah, it's an issue. Well, it's such a big change from what my grandparents would have been like um, you know, the first thing that they did was pay off their home. Yeah. So that then they were they were they were mortgage free, which gives them the option so they can retire or transition into yes. a different lifestyle. Yeah. Well, let's just touch on that because look, for even those that for those that you know don't buy and sell a home and stay in one place, people are increasing their debt from one year to the next for consumption. So they're effectively spending some of their. Um, yes. um, appreciating um, house price on consumables. So when the people are increasing their debt from one year to the next, they're essentially accessing the equity in their home on a daily basis to live. And the people are evidently using that increased equity to fund consumption. And we've really seen that occur in the Commonwealth countries. Uh, Non-Commonwealth countries, we haven't really seen it. But like Canada, Britain, Australia, New Zealand, it's very, very apparent in the metrics. So as financial advisors, we think we're really good at what we do, but there's plenty of people we actually can't help. Yes, yeah, unfortunately that's the case, and there's various reasons. Um, There'll always be people who have circumstances where they struggle to earn and save enough. Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, it's difficult for us to to assist them. But others, uh, despite outward appearances and years of solid employment and really strong incomes, and unfortunately their financials are in a dire state. So, you know, look, rolling along towards retirement age, carrying a larger and larger mortgage than the assets held within superannuation. So that's an issue. And, you know, we've seen it and there's very little you can do because, look, years of financial habits coupled with emotion are hard to change. And, you know, financial advisors aren't magicians. Um, I would really love mm-hmm. to better juggle more yeah. than a, more than three tennis balls, but I can't. Yeah, I know. I mean, with all the goodwill in the world, there are some things we can't wave a magic wand over. Yeah, exactly. And look, um, to use an aeroplane analogy, look, there needs to be a large enough runway with some fuel in the tank to get off the ground. Mm-hmm. So think about it like to make change, to reach out and engage with 
an independent, trusted advisor to talk about someone's financial issues or just getting a warrant of fitness, a check-in on where they're at, that's a little bit like getting the plane off the ground. Yes. Now, most of the fuel, like the fuel load to get a plane off the ground is absolutely massive. So the house, cars, holidays, clothes and meals out are little more than viewing the highlight reel. Others may not even bother with the highlight reel. What do you think, Nick? You used to say that that famous story that you told me oh, about yeah. Jim. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that, that, and that was one from a uh, buddy of mine in um, a blue-collar working area mm-hmm. in one of the um, not-so-wealthy states of Australia. Great yes. place to live, but n- not a big business centre. And he, he told me the story about a client that came along to a seminar and roughly spoken, roughly dressed, but asked a lot of questions. So in other, in other words, if, if you were to judge the person's wealth by what they looked at, you would have thought this person, um, you know, couldn't run, uh, um, couldn't rub together, you know, a few coins. And was just along for the free food and, yeah, 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 and have, a, have, a, have a rest out of the sun. Yeah, and, and probably was, you know, hungry for a little bit of knowledge and entertainment. Yes. I mean, why not? Um, but it was interesting. He said to me at the end of the session, the person came up and said, look, actually, the reason I'm here is that I'm seeking knowledge. Um, this is the amount I have in superannuation and non-superannuation, and I'd like you to look after my $800,000 that I've accumulated over my mm. lifetime. And so, so, in other words, that particular person, they had run their own ship. They had benchmarked against what they desired in life, not by others. So, in other words, those material assets, consumerism, etc. And they reached out for guidance so that they could power up for their next 30 yeah. to 35 years on the planet with a 10 out of 10 probability that they are going to be able to lead the life that they have always desired. And I think that that is absolutely empowering. And it's just that person taking that step to say, I want that financial warrant of fitness. I want to put all my financials on the whiteboard and let's see where we've got to. And then we could make some minor course corrections to get a better outcome. The other one is a better return. And the key, I guess, here was he was only working with himself. He wasn't looking around the big mm. wide world and thinking, I need this, this, and this because my neighbours have this. He wasn't judging himself by what he owned. Yes, yeah. And I on. think that that is key. Yeah, and look, we see it a lot. Look, have you ever heard that analogy where um, people in Auckland are spending next year's income, <laughs> people in Wellington are spending this year's income? Yes. And people in Otago in Dunedin are spending last year's income. Is that is that some reference to the Scottish heritage? No, <laughs> no, no, Nick's surname Stewart. No, no, no. <laughs> the it was something I was always told as a kid, and I was, um, you know, shiny things, you know, you know, like a magpie. Our little mascot here for the Hawks Bay magpies. The um, look, magpies go around chasing shiny things. Yeah, I don't like the way you're looking at me when you say that because I've got a little bit of bling on today. But I totally agree. You you don't want to be comparing yourself constantly with other people. No, there's, it's it's, not a, it's, a, it's a dangerous Look, road to go um, down. Now, if I was to go to the gym today, but I signed up on an Instagram account to all of the people with ripped abs oh, and muscular yeah. physiques and those sort of yeah. things and a tan body. I mean, I, I'm basically um, translucent. I'm so I'm so fair. Yeah. Um, so I'm never going to have a tan like those people. 
Um, I also don't have the time to go to the gym and spend you know half my day at the gym. But if I was to benchmark myself against the Instagram posts and Facebook, that would be really depressing. In fact, you'd probably go, I'm just not going to go to the gym. Well, you'd feel really sad about yourself all the time. And I think that's a great analogy because yeah. that's what people are doing. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So, hey, look, closing remarks here. And, you know, the kind of summary is that, look, as debt stalks the land, perceptions of wealth can become very skewed and lifestyle and visible asset comparisons are futile. There's no point in keeping up with the Joneses when they're in hock. So just think about the magpie. Don't chase the next shiny thing. Just focus on yourself, your goals and objectives and reach out and seek some advice. Great. Thanks very much for that, Nick. My pleasure.